What's up, you bunch of hairy toad termites? It's us. We've returned. This is me. It's David. Grant will be here after these messages. Um, if I sound sick and tired, it's because I'm both of those things. So lower your expectations accordingly. I kid. I think we actually have a pretty good episode today. It's, what is this? Post-show number 70? Cannot believe we went an entire episode last week of post-show 69 without making a single joke about it, but that's because... We are adults, and this is a mature place for mature conversation. Or so we are advertising. Speaking of advertising, said the king of segways, have I told you about our sponsor, The Comic Book Shop, on Bank Street? No? Well, listen up. They're at 128 Bank, their Instagram is Comic Book Shop Bank, and they spell shop, S-H-O-P-P-E, and you can find their website at thecomicbookshop.com. If you pick up anything, like, let's say, one of their anime figurines, like I think they've got Chainsaw Man figurines either on the way or there already, or some of their manga, I know they just saw, or I saw they put out that they've got some Mob Psycho in stock, let them know that we sent you, okay? Keep everything cyclical, all right? Now, um, thank you again to the comic book shop for their continued support of the Part-Time Otaku podcast. Now, at last, what do we talk about this episode? We talk about The Last of Us, Episode 6, Vinland Saga, Episode 7, Season 2, of course, My Hero Academia, Season 6, Episode 20, the news, uh, there's some MCU news, some Harry Potter news, I Am Legend, um, Quantumania, jeez, we talk about how everybody's talking about how it's a movie, allegedly. Um, Some Demon Slayer news a little bit. Um, And then we end the back half of the show on Revenger and Trigon Stampede, both episode seven. I give a um, passionate review of my experience watching the 2007 Danny Boyle's Sunshine movie. Had a couple things to say about that. And then uh, Grant has some things to say about Perry Mason. I think it's the uh, HBO series. And then, of course, we wrap up on the Instagram sensation that is sweeping the nation the Q&A, where you can submit your questions to us for the podcast on Instagram every Monday at Part-Time Otaku Podcast, okay? So follow us on Instagram, submit your questions on Monday, it's in our stories, it's copacetic, we've worked out all the bugs, all right? We had a great question this week, so tune in for that. Um, And then lastly, do I have anything else to berate you about? I don't think so. Oh, follow the podcast on Spotify. 90% of you are not subscribed or following us. I don't know why that matters, but this is a call to action, as we name it in the biz. So hit the follow button, and now you may enjoy the show. Grant, you can hit the thing. Oh, hey there, Grant. Hey, Jeff. Hello, Gavna. How are we doing? I'm I'm swell. I'm pretending this isn't the third time we try to start this podcast. <laughs> uh, that never happens to us. It's like we've had remarkably few false starts. Yeah, we fucking rule. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we're we're one take one take yeah. takes for sure. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> we've had like a couple incidents, but like I would say nothing major. Yeah, what like one out of every twenty thirty we have like a oh maybe like fix that or re-record that it's very rare only one or two late editing nights yeah <laughs> yeah but uh, but to yeah, be no. fair like we're so we were so new to it especially when we would have to edit stuff out that like you were learning how to edit because we had never done it before yeah so Dave, 
<laughs> it's gonna be late. I'm YouTubing. <laughs> how, to, yeah. how to use this and that? Yeah, yeah. It was a learning experience. So it was fun. Yeah. Um. So we're deep into, as I like to call it, winter two. Mm. We've just had a, f- a fool's spring. Yeah. This is all original by me. <laughs> and uh, now we're in winter two. Um, I just got back from a vacation, and now, you know, there's all this cold stuff on the television, it feels like. Like this episode of Last of Us. There you go. See what old I've Dave, done? Old Davy segues. Yeah, so um, <laughs> Grant said all those things on one of our failed attempts. And I'm hoping it annoys him that I said them this time. Not even a little bit. Um, all right, Last of Us, episode six. Let's Let's talk about this. I think this episode justifies or finally shows us why they filmed in our great white north mm. in in god's country as they say yeah um it's, yeah. You know, it's it's uh <clears throat> you know like it's funny because you know it, you know in our you know in canada like you know every kind of region has like you know their types of forests and ranges and all that but there's something like for me personally like, you know for a short period of time i lived in alberta and it was it was very this episode was very nostalgic just some of the time I spent in the woods. Dude, I and, always forget that you lived out there. Yeah, and I don't know. It was, it, this was a fantastic episode, but, like, there was, besides, like, the content, like, just, like, you know, the viewing of it there was, uh, was uh, I really, really enjoyed that. By far beautiful, the... Beautiful scenery. By far the best shot episode of the season. Oh, um, yeah. I would Natural shot-wise, yeah. And that's the thing, too. Like, you know, they can get away from not having to use all that CG because... They are like going away from the cities, and they are relying on yeah. you know the the un, more or less untouched nature in the world, right? So the show feels more tactile than it, than it's been so far. So it's uh, it was very very cool stuff. But, yeah, right. it's it's a really big episode. Let's start with like maybe the strengths. It's like a really big episode plot wise, right? We find yeah. and obviously spoiler warning, right? We're gonna talk about it, mm-hmm. but we find uh, Tommy, right? We see what mm-hmm. he's up to. Yeah. Um, did I'm trying to think? Did El Ellie find out about his uh, about Joel's daughter last episode or this episode? Um, I think she's like, like she's always been aware that there was someone. Yeah, but I don't think like she had a name, or maybe she had. A name. I don't know actually. Oh no no no! Because the cop girl in charge of the commune is the one mm. that tells her. Yeah, she gets, like, real details, but, like, I think yeah. she was, like, aware that there was a person. But, yeah, again, everyone had a person that yeah. survived, you know? Like, yeah. So, <clears throat> it's not hard for Ellie to, you know, kind of, you know, presume that, you know, you know, anyway. But, uh, yeah, no, I think this is, like, she really found out who she was, but, damn. Um, fuck, man. This, this is a tricky episode to talk about with you, and, you know, maybe we should have talked about this before we started recording, because there's a lot of... We're not doing a take four. No, 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 we're not doing take four, but, like, they really jumped in the timeline with this episode, in a lot of things, so... So... (laughs) Wait, 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 let me go first, because you know how it, how it happens, because... Yeah. This is a beautiful episode, and, like, it's probably among the stronger of the, of the, of the, um, season so far, but, like, I feel like there's some issues here. Okay, what what were some issues for you? So, here, and, again, not knowing anything about the games, and for the listeners... Uh, reference grant has played both games so i thought you know joel getting old has mm. been foreshadowed right we've seen him have trouble getting up a time the flight of stairs he's going deaf in one ear yeah he's going he maybe is a little bit slower making mistakes yeah. yeah um and he's got a lot of miles on him right and, and and that makes sense to me i thought the panic attack 
thing was like born this episode like i feel like they could have laid the foundation of that a little bit more i agree with that yes um and then so that was one thing and then the second thing was and like i, I really appreciated joel's like breakdown moment in front of his brother tommy i think like it felt Not kind of, <laughs> I, it felt super rushed it was yeah. like a beautiful performance yeah. by pedro pascal and yep. a definite clearly a defining moment for joel like it's a character moment like literally right yeah but, like, something about it was, like, hey, look, it's your brother. You're mad at him. Now you're sobbing and asking him for help. Like, it just, like, it it happened so fast. Um, and I get that, I don't know, maybe that's meant to feel complicated. And then the last thing, and then I'll let you talk, is yeah. I, they got to wherever. Was it Chicago? Where was it? Where were they going? The university or? Colorado. Colorado, sorry. Um, Chicago's the other way. <laughs> yeah. They got to Colorado and, you know, he there's those bad guys but like it just felt like we got there and then we had to run out in like four minutes yeah so this is like a similar again i I think this is an amazing episode you know like there's no like it has like little little nitpicks like gamer nitpicks yeah um but a similar problem to i had like with the uh the bill and uh, frank episode is you know what they did and what they did different like is beautiful and and like they did a smash up job, but it's like the source material is like so good in those instances. Like that whole, you know, the whole scene at the university again is like, you know, I looked over to Leanna and, you know, I was like, I, I knew cause the episode was like almost over just based on the timing. And, you know, yeah. there's a chance it was going to run into the next episode, but I was like, Oh, this is like one of the greatest video game levels of all time. And like, you know, we're going to have it for five minutes, you know? And like, that's exactly what happened. So, it's that that is kind of a bummer um in that regard but uh the joel breakdown thing they're really like playing up all the emotions i think almost like not like there's like an editing problem in the episode but maybe a couple sequences could have been like swapped around that could have led to him having that breakdown a little more clearly with tommy I agree. um you more know time. like a, a little more time and i think the if there was a problem with this episode is there was so much fan service that they were throwing at everyone that it mm-hmm. kind of ate up some of the development time. Um, and I think this was a great, so, you know, I was saying, I think this is the episode, like I'm, I fully get, um, Bell Ramsey's performance as Ellie now. Like, right. and I now also, and I think what made me click on that is seeing Pedro Pascal's, his now kind of different take on Joel. Like, Joel's, like, you know, like, the, you know, he's clearly, like, a complicated guy. He, mm-hmm. You know, he has emotion, but he's gruff. And I just see the the slight different direction that is being taken in this. And I'm now also seeing the slight direction on Ellie. And I think they meld together good the same way that they meld together good in the game. So, you know, I don't know. Like, it's, it's not bad. It, it worked for me. But I do think I prefer the direction as a whole of, like, how, you know, they kind of work. And also, like, Joel just kind of showing up at the stable the next morning. I didn't love that. Mm -hmm. I was really expecting... Because in the game, Ellie runs away. Um. And so it kind of spurs Joel to, like... Because Tommy agrees to do it. You know, like, there is the whole thing, you know, like, you know, Joel's like, Tommy, like, I need you to do this. And because, you know, Tommy will do anything for Joel. He's like, yeah, like, you know, I don't want to, but I will for you. Yeah. And, you know, Ellie runs away, and then it's kind of spurs Joel into action to go after her. And then, like, you know, the journey continues. So, like... I think that would have been a more, and I feel like they would have had the time to do that. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, I don't know. It's um, it was different 
but not bad, you know? No, so it's, it's it's funny because it, it still is probably, like, better than most TV on right now. Yeah. Um, by, like, a pretty significant margin, especially the cinematography of this episode. And, like, they had a lot to do. But, yeah, um, I could just tell, like, you know, there's no zombies in the episode. That's not a complaint. I was just like, oh, right. Like, they're getting to this this goal and the mm. people aren't there again. And it was very peculiar. So, I don't know. That kind of took me by surprise. And then the ending felt rather rushed. Mm. And I was like, ah, oh, yes, of course, another cliffhanger. But, alas. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard. You know, that's the thing too. Like, you know, I don't want to. I don't really want to touch the ending because you know it's. I don't know. It's. I didn't. I don't like the cliffhanger they did. You know, like it's it's because he's hard. obviously not gonna die. And you know, like, you know, and I, you know, it's not really like spoiling it because like it's. I don't. I don't know. It, it's it's a weird one to touch right now because there is such a ma- the thing is like it's such a massive game but there is such a significantly larger audience now that have yeah. never played the game and you know like i think we've talked about this before with adaptations like you know there's not a whole lot of stuff that i've you know read or played or you know what have you that have been made made in, into something like this so it's like kind of new for me like i think the yeah. witcher was like the last one where i just like dipped out i was like no, i'm good but um but i don't know it's i didn't i'm just saying in the game fucking Joel took it a little, a little bit of a harder hit than what he got in this one. So, oh really? I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was waiting for it because you know the when they're kind of going through the university, and uh, like the few moments, and I was like, oh shit, like it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, and it's like, oh wait, they're outside. Oh, okay. and then and then it happened the way it did. So I was, I, was, I think, but what from what I've read is, apparently, The Walking Dead basically like completely aped that scene from the last of us and like did like an like a, a similar scene oh. so if they it would have just looked like they were copying the walking dead that's what a lot of people are saying apparently does um, he get staked on, on a giant piece of wood <laughs> uh rebar like he yeah it's like a giant he takes it he gets knocked down from like one of the higher levels of the university into like the courtyard and he's like impaled by uh, concrete and metal oh it's and it goes through pretty, his torso yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Like, yeah, yeah, in The Walking Dead. So apparently, that's a, I've never watched the. I watched the first season of The Walking Dead. Walking Dead, rather, lost my voice there for a sec. But, uh, but yeah, so it's I don't know. It, like I said, good episode. But as like you know, a big fan of the games, there was there was so many like fun little fan servicey stuff, you know, for the future, and you know, kind of you know, and it was cool that they went to Jackson because like you know, Jackson's mentioned in the first game, but it's yeah. you know, we don't we don't see it and. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Fun episode with a lot of nitpicky stuff too. So yeah, it's funny too. I um, I watched The Walking Dead for maybe half of what's out, mm. um, and there's also they find a village that's like too good to be true, kind of a commune, sure. and they all end up being cannibals. <laughs> and I was like, oh god, like is this gonna be a thing where they take us all in and then they turn out to be like even worse? Um, no, 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 we're good there. But yeah, anyway, that's just a good old commie town. Yeah, I, 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 I love I love the joke too of like you know you see how uncomfortable Tommy looks. Also, I think the standout is I love Gabriel Luna's Tommy. I think it's very close to the game and very fresh at the same time. Um, yeah, I really I really dig his whole vibe in this. Yeah, um, what was another one is 
like a couple of very mild political uh, statements. I, I heard the Watch guys talking about how this is the most political the show's ever been. I was like, really? just, I mean, that doesn't really say much because it hasn't really been political to begin with. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, they talked about how they're communists and all that. I think probably the line, because there's some funny tweets, uh, or the guys from the Watch said, it feels like the writer like had some funny tweets he wanted to put out, and instead he just made Joel see th- say them. <laughs> and one of them was like, or what's uh, communist, or what's like, what's the political spectrum? Like he's teaching Ellie about politics, and he's like, well, some people yeah. think everybody should know everything, and then other people think no one should know anything, and I don't care or something. But th- yeah, that, uh, oh, I, I know line you're talking. That was about. the contractor line was, but funny. the contractor line was the, by far the best because everybody yeah. loved contractors. That was probably yeah. like the best yeah. one for me. Lie. <laughs> I know. I just and you can see him like sort of vaguely smiling to himself yeah, when he yeah. says it. I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. There, the it's not it, like I said. I think the biggest takeaway from this episode is the chemistry. And some people would say they've had chemistry from the get go. I don't fully buy into that. Um, but this episode, they clearly have it. So that's that's good. To oh, see. for the main, yeah, you weren't there yet, Between right? But you are now. No, I am. I am now. Like I said, I now see that both. Because that's the thing, too. I wasn't sure if they were trying to do Joel the same and Ellie different. And now I see that they're both, like... They're both I see tweaked. The ver- I see they're both tweaked in the same direction hmm. in this narrative. And, like, they're, you know, they're matching. And it makes sense. So it, it kind of all fits together a little better. No one Once it, that kind of clicked for me. But, uh, okay. but uh, yeah, it's all, uh, all roses from here. Moist. Um, speaking of gardening... Roses. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Vinland Saga, season two, episode seven. Um, heavy, 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 heavy. Yeah, I, I was kind of like half asleep and had to rewatch this one. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, only because of, like I was tired when I when I put it on. Um, mm. But it for me, yes, heavy. Yeah. But at the same time, it didn't leave a huge impression on me the way uh, some previous episodes have. So really, what worked for you in this one? Let's talk about. Yeah, let's try it that way. Well. I think the confliction of man, which they've had moments, you know, in the show, like where, you know, like Thorfinn, you know, to like a hyper, hyper, hyper level, you know, like he's, like all the slave stuff too, and then, you know, kind of being like thrown into the, the, the throes of war and whatnot, and you kind of see like where Thorfinn, and then you see with Askeladd too, like more or less hiding who he is for such a long time, like kind of waiting for his moment and doing stuff he doesn't fully believe in, but like he kind of like has been doing it for so long. Like it's just like, it's just okay to like kill people. Yeah. You know, like there's again, very, very, very big complications, you know, in personality clashes, right. Within, you know, the same character. And I think this was like one of the bigger moments, you know, in, in uh, iron, uh, iron fist uh, kettle, you know the the you know the episode name and the character himself, mm-hmm. and I think they just did such an amazing job of like, you know, of a man having to hide who he is in a culture that's so hyper aggressive and violent, and you know, kind of one track mind, and he's like he is that one outlier in his time, you know, and the father, and Kettle, the father, mean? Kettle, and like you know, it's that scene, you know, I think like the you know the the big scene of the episode. Where essentially it's a courtroom drama, you know, like the, the the two children are kind of in shackles on the ground, and everyone's trying to everyone's trying to decide what to do with them, and you can see Kettle's like, "Fuck, like I do not want to kill these kids or whatever," and like yeah. he's looking for any way out, and he's 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 showing like a lack of you know priority and a lack of measure, 
you know, when he, he should just like, kind of like, you know, be the patriarch and kind of like say what he wants and all that. But I don't know. It was, it was just very, very deep. And then like, so fucked up. And the, the introduction of his son as like this abomination of a man, yeah you know, and just like the, you know, violent, violence incarnate. I don't know. It's just that it was, it was like when I was talking about last week where, you know, like some shows, they, like, they don't have anything to say. You know, or they're not saying anything, and I feel like they're really. It's just maybe just I'm really engaged, and I'm like really maybe I'm looking into it too much. No, I, I, I don't mean, think so. I think you're but turned on just by the show. Like you know what I mean? You're in it, and I, I yeah. wasn't in it at that moment. Yeah, I think that but, I'm just so hungry for more Thorfinn stuff um, that I was a little taken aback by this. I like I and I'm you know that's what I'm here for, right? Like we're here for Thorfinn's story, and you know, and Einar to a degree now too, mm-hmm. but. I think they need, they really need to show the lay of the land, quite literally, and like kind of like like the 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 power dynamics. And I think the scene or this episode was key because they're clearly setting up like the new main antagonist. I think for the episode, or probably for like the rest of this arc. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we're stepping into like a four or five episode thing now, potentially. You know, it could be shorter, but I don't think the sun's going anywhere. The second sun. Yeah, because uh, there's Olmar and I'm I'm blanking on the new one's name, but I think I think what really shook me too, and like it kind of you ever just have a moment when you're watching something and like you're like you're in, but like you're kind of like the episode's kind of just starting, but that shot of Einar and Thorfinn praying, you know, and the whole like the gag of like Einar trying to get Thorfinn to pray for the the crops and all that. Yeah, that was there's good. just there's a still of the autumn trees behind them. You know this. You know the like the the beginning saplings growing for the wheat. You can see them. It's one probably one of the most beautiful things I've they've done this season. Yeah. Um. I again I took a screenshot of that. I'll send that to you after. But definitely uh, do. Yeah. Had some good I don't stills. know. It's, my oh, favorite just, is. I really. That's a great episode. Yeah. I'll let you talk, sir. No, no. I, my favorite is. Uh, I'm gonna post it on our Instagram if I haven't already. It's that there's this still of Canute, um, in his episode Path of Blood when he lights the beacons. And he's standing in front of the big flame. And I was like, oh, you know. Um, oh, yeah, that's some good shit. But, yeah, so, no, altogether, I think it was a good episode. It just, like, wasn't peak Vinland Saga season two for me. Um, so, wait, to be clear, Iron Fisted Kettle, Iron Fist Kettle, yeah. that, were all the stories bullshit? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think with seeing his inner dialogue or inner monologue, like, as, like, all the as like all his men are kind of trying to decide what to do with these kids. And he's like, kind of, you really see who he is on the inside. Like we've seen, like he clearly is like, you know, a benevolent person. Like he's doing this thing for Einar and Thorfinn and, and Pater, you know, like who, you know, in, you know, in the past, you know, mm-hmm. turn a slave into like an, you know, and not, you know, no longer a slave. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, you know, they've had like little, little stuff along this, these moments, but like all his inner dialogue and then the reveal of him saying it's all bullshit. It's like, yeah, that tracks, I think yeah. for, just like the way he thinks and talks and and whatnot, but so it kind of goes to show, like you know how the whole episode. All I can think of was the, the grandfather, and like who he is a man, and he clearly is like more probably more in in line with his son than he is like with his one grandson, you know. So it's yeah. I don't know. I, I think I think we have some very very interesting uh, episodes to come. I'm like I say I I agree. It's not like peak season two, but I think. I think it's doing. I think it did an incredible job teeing up what's to come, and you know, every. I feel like I'm saying that each week, and mm-hmm. I'm just really, really loving Vinland. Well, it's still right early. Now. Like, but, do we uh, know if this yeah. is going over twenty episodes? 
Uh, I believe it's 24. I yeah. hope so. God, I yeah, hope so. Yeah, I think it is. I I have a feeling, like, they're investing and, like, I don't know. It'd be interesting if Thorfinn sort of discovers his human- humanity and, like, starts to slowly process all this stuff around the same time that Canute maybe goes to another war and he's, mm. his old life is sort of thrust upon his new life in some dramatic way. He's maybe choose. maybe Einar bites yeah. the dust. You know what I mean? Like someone important to him will die again. I have to, I feel mm. like, and he's gonna be. I don't know. Like I I didn't think it was gonna be this kind of a show, but I'm super mm. into it. I'm super into what they're doing. Well, and like, you know, it's it seems like a weird thing. One of the things that my biggest takeaways from the episode is, you know, there's the whole you know the, that every morning flirtation between Einar and I'm blanking on her name again. Uh, I forget her name, yeah. Oh, right. The, is she hooking up with Kettle? I think so. I think that's what it is at the end. But yeah. I asked Leanna that too. I was like, is that like a thing? I think Leanna seemed to remember there was like a line where she more or less alluded to like that's what she does or that's like a part of like her role or something like that. Yeah. But, um, and like I'm not surprised. Like it was kind of like, it was kind of a shock. It's like, ah, oh, damn, like Kettle was rooting for you, my guy. But like, you know, Einar's in love, you know? But again, it's the cruel world. They're, you know, the, that's Vinland Saga. Yeah. But there's the thing that struck me as kind of like, you know, like you just don't hear that in these types of shows or in kind of like the genre or the, the medium, you know, Thorfinn, because Thorfinn's like kind of like, he's like a little AI, like turning on, you know, like he's learning all these new things. He's like a baby. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, do you think she has the same deal we do? And then Einar's response is, I don't know. Maybe I should ask her. And then the line of, is that rude to ask her that? And I was like, you don't, I don't know. There's, there's something about that seemed a little, so profound to me that like this character is thinking in real time. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's just, it's no, I, such, I remember it's such good writing. Taking you know? note of that is he's starting to be considerate. Yeah. Yeah, um, the two of them are the way they're like kind of learning off each other and bouncing back and forth is just it's a French a true friendship growing in front of us. You know, it's very very cool to see. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of friendships, um, My Hero Academia <laughs> season six episode twenty. There's no friendship in this episode. Um, yeah, that much. Yeah, I don't know. We're moving. Um, I'm, we are moving. I'm fine with it if they do this until the show's over. As long as the show's over in the next season. What, you mean like one more season they're done? Yeah. Don't count. I, I don't know. No, I don't no. think so. No, no. I think it's going to go a minimum <laughs> of another five. But um, I will say something. Um, I feel kind of vindicated, and I'll talk about this later in the news feed too with some other stuff, but I've heard of some people um, have some of the same takes that we've had okay. on Micro Academia and some other things, and primarily the guys over at uh, Trash Taste. They're like the biggest okay. anime podcast yeah. on the planet. Yeah. But they it's have... like Gigguk and... Uh... And, uh, Gigguk and Sea Dog and Joey yeah. and whoever they all are, um, but they I think they talked about my hero for ten minutes straight and huh? said the same stuff that you and I say all the time, and I was like, oh my god, we're not crazy. Like no, I don't. That's the thing too. It's like I don't think we're crazy. I just I don't feel good saying it. You know, I feel like a bully. When yeah, you talk about my sometimes hero, you're like, am like, I in the asylum and no one can hear me? Like yeah, but no, like I don't know. I don't know. It, when other people know anime and they're like, oh yeah, no, it is a little tired, it has these problems, but yeah. like you're kind of signing up for it. And like, it's up to you Fair. and I if we want to continue to sign up for like the product. Because their product hasn't really changed. They've been honest. 
Well, it's like the investment, though, right? Like it's you know it's the t- and, you know there's like the whole like sunk uh, cost fallacy there, you know in you know in regards to your own personal time. But like I do at the end of the day, I do like the story, mm-hmm. and it's just you know what what they present to us isn't always like you know top tier by any means. But I will say the all for one scene in this episode or one for yeah fuck yeah all for one mm-hmm. when he's talking to Lady uh, Nagant, that yeah. was a, like a great scene. And then like kind of like <laughs> I love how he is like the audience is like. Oh, like you got like that guy, like in reference to overhaul, like what are you gonna do with him? And it's like, what are you gonna do with him? <laughs> you know, it was like a it was like a weird, like not quite a fourth wall break, but it was kinda like answering doing the the question asking for the audience. I thought that was it made me laugh out loud. It was like <laughs> as if I'm super curious about what they're gonna do with overhaul. Um yeah, I thought he was like Dunzo and they're not, so I'm excited for that. Yeah. I I mean clearly there's a reason. Um they also sort of explained like Deku's like ability to speed run through all the original quirks. So, I mean, I guess that provides a little bit, like it does radically change the whole show in a yeah. way. Um, so there's, there's that, but I don't know. We've got a nice little face off battle episode next week. I'm sure everyone will be fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. 10 minutes, 10 minutes of uh, recap before we get into it. Yeah. But I am like for the record, I am liking the season more than many past. Like, yeah, I still, I still think in recent memory, four is probably. I still think I, I liked four more than this one. I think um, it's three, then four for me. Well, yeah, three. I think three is like probably the best season. Um, so what? Like three, period. four, six. But then again, one and two were kind of fun too. Yeah, but like, it's you know, it's all that setup and this and that. But like, I think. I think the last good one was four. So, like, you know, there's just that one kind of weird one in between. But yeah. there was a lot of... There's, that's the thing, too. There's a lot of moments in season four that was just like, fuck, let's go. And then it speeds up, and it's great, and then it slows down. It's That's true. I think people... Yeah, stop, start, stop, start. We might be thinking of, like, you know, eight episodes in season four that are great. And, like, they're yeah. framed by, like, 12 or 13 not-so-great yeah. episodes. It'd be fun to go back and just, nope. like, actually... No, not, like, a full watch, but, like, if you could go by episode synopsis alone and be like, oh, I wonder, I think this is the one that I like, you know? And just yeah. kind of, like, really make a list of, you know, how many, like, blew you away. But, uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, like I said, I'm excited. Like, I think there's going to be some really, really good episodes. I think, I think we're due for, like, one good, like, Sakuga fight for the rest of the season. Um, whether... I don't think it's necessarily going to be... The Midoriya Lady in the Gant fight, but um, it would be cool to see if Overhaul kind of comes back in a big way, and him and Deku have like a, a rematch. I think that would be really cool, because that's like my favorite My Hero fight of all time. Yeah, uh, yeah, like in the sky, and he's got uh, Airy. Is it Airy on his yeah, back? Yeah, it is. That, that is a and really he goes, like full one hundred. Yeah, iconic. That's a, that's a good one, but I don't want to. I want something new. The Gant might be fine, or. I don't know. Give me a death. Like, remind me that there are... Like, who's mm. died? Who, has anyone died that I care about? Didn't we have... Or we've had a lot of near death. Yeah. Well, uh... Lady Midnight died. But yeah. I want main I want a main character death, you know? Yo, like, you want to punch in the dick? Kill Shoto after he, like... Like, resolves everything with Dobby and his family. <laughs> or, like, have Dobby, like, come to his senses and then yeah. kill him. You know what I mean? Like... Kill yeah. someone in the Endeavor family that you've spent so much money on. Money. Time. Same thing. Yeah. You spend so much time on it. Kill someone. Kill the mom. That'd be... Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, I think... I think... 
I think if they killed Endeavor, that would be, like, the lazy way out. Yes. Um, I think that would be, like, appeasing, like, a certain audience. Um, but, but I want tragedy. I That's why I say Shoto. I want tra- yeah, I think Shoto would be, like, right, right, right for that. God, that'd be Box so Go wouldn't hit as much either. Yeah, I think Shoto's the obvious one. And, like, he hasn't been around. Yeah. Like, at all, lately. Like, you know, I feel like he, he was still, like, in the, like, a front-runner character. You gotta bring him his, back. His death. He was so good. Like, when Leanna was rewatching, or she was starting season one, and Ida's just, like, around all the time, and I'm like, this guy should be on the fucking poster. Like, and this he's is funny, the guy. Too. You know? I love him. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, you could uh, kill Bakugo late game. Like, because he's kind of the Vegeta, keep him for a while, but, like... But even there... then, that's, that's such... I think that it's like, that's like, I don't even think he's that good of a comparison. I think that's what they're, like, that's the trope. Like, he, yes, he is the Vegeta. But, like, I've never fully bought their relationship, Midoriya and Deku's relationship, for his death to be even that significant. I I genuinely think, I think you landed, like, head on the nail with Shoto would be, like, the one. You know, like no, I agree with that. Of of the class, or Shoto would be the best yeah. slash most painful death. Bakugo might be a quote bigger death, but it might not hurt as much. Yeah, Okacho would be a good one. Yeah, but the problem is maybe Okacho well, has the same thing. problem I, as yeah, like as Ida Bakugo. and Bakugo. Like, yes, mm. they're important to like they're important, but they're not important enough, or maybe as they should be, right? Like, if we're yeah. gonna drip feed a potential romance between the protagonist and a, and a love interest, like. For it to not move for six seasons and then kill it and have it be tragedy, that just doesn't work. You know what I mean? They gotta fall in love first. But that would require the show to move. Yeah, we we have the time the show is not going to give it. Unless she goes out into the wild looking for him, which I've, I have I have a suspicion she is going to do. Uh, if not yeah. her, it's going to be like the And then the it's like class. a what could have been kind of sure. track. Because it's like a crush. I don't know. We're, we're spitballing here, but the writers should do that more often. Yes. Um, <laughs> go right. off the rails. <laughs> yeah. Do their own thing. What if we took a chance? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, let's get get into the news here, Grant. Yeah. Some good. Some cool stuff this week. Yeah. So there's a couple things. Um, first, I'll start with some MCU news. So Kevin Feige, um, off the heels of Quantum Mania, having like a rough time. Like it's making money. Sure. But it's uh, it's Rotten Tomatoes reviews are very rough. Um, he has said that officially the Disney Plus shows and it's their release schedules need to slow down and that he wants to focus more on quality so that every project can have more opportunity to shine. So I feel like this is a huge like misdirection cop out, like CEO bullshit thing. Mm-hmm. When I read this, like they are coming out fast, but this seems like pointing to a problem that kind of doesn't exist. You You're know? saying like, the release schedule is not the problem? No, at all. Like I understand. Like he, like he's dead on with like the quality. Like yes, like they should have been doing quality from like first and foremost. But like them putting them out, you know, like one or two a year, like they've been doing. It's just it's. I it feels like he's trying to draw away like to a thing that's like not even like really that big of a problem. Like, like he's trying to like point out like haha, this is the problem. We're gonna fix it. They're gonna be right. better soon. Right. I don't know. It just it, it all. I don't know. No, Seems there's like a bit spin. of spin there. I I don't I don't yeah. disagree. I think like everyone casual or not like if you look at the mcu if you look at their box office like they're still very profitable they're still the Mm -hmm. most popular franchise in history blah 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 but like yeah i mean people aren't as thrilled for these last few movies and these last few shows and that's just fact 
Um, speaking of which, dude, um, I listened, I mentioned earlier, I listened to The Watch. Yeah. Uh, and I think an episode from like today. Um, and I have not heard those guys crap over a movie as much as I heard them crap over Quantumania. <laughs> they <Really? laughs> are so done with the MCU. And like, yeah. it's honestly kind of, um, what would the word be? Like, listening to their analysis and, like, how they're able to identify the problems in the MCU, like, so aptly and definitely. Those boys have been in the business for a hot minute, though. They, That's the thing. I always, yes. I listen to the show, too, all the time. Like, man, David and I should be better podcasters. No, it makes <laughs> me feel I forget, bad. And then, and then I forget that Andy is, like, like a Hollywood writer and showrunner. And, you know, yeah. like, and then, you know, and Chris has been, like you know, in, in, uh, journalism, like journalism, like his, in, you know, for like 30 or 20 years or whatever. So like, <laughs> just yeah. like, I, I do have to remind myself, but I, yeah, sorry. No, I, continue. I, I totally agree with you. Like I, you have to like be like, okay, they have a lot of experience. They've been doing yeah. this a long time as like their full-time job. So, you know, be that as it may, but, uh, yeah, if you're like interested in like some of the critical takes on quantum mania and you're interested in like what they think, some people with a lot more experience think about, um the mcu and the problems therein i would recommend it um they need the help so let them know we sent you but uh i don't know i just i i've seen so much news about quantumania the reviews are is it blown out of proportion is it actually bad um is it the worst thing you know what i mean um it's like their worst cinema score but what does that mean yeah um and they kind of help you navigate the the waters a little bit they do say i think it's chris it's what the other one what was the other guy's name andy andy i think it's andy who says he he busts out and i'm sure it's because he heard it here he goes like <laughs> he's like exasperated and he goes just what are we doing here yeah <laughs> at one point and i was like yeah. oh, i know yeah um but yeah i oddly enjoyed that dave um, do you know how i know this movie has no smoke how liana it her guy is paul rudd you know she'll like she'll watch if he's in it, she wants to watch it. I was like pitching to her, "Want to go see your boy this weekend?" Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> like, oh, that was a cold no. All right, sorry, yeah. Quantum Mania. Yeah, I guess we'll wait for you to Disney Plus. But they uh, had some Paul Rudd yeah. quotes about him on the carpet, like taking interview after interview, and they're like, "So, what do you think? What do you want to do for Ant Man 4? And he's just like <laughs> exasperated. And he's like, "I yeah. think that." Um, this was the worst sh- decision of my life. No, he <laughs> no. goes, I think yeah. it should be like a father-daughter road trip with no world-ending threats. Yeah. Like, he's like, in other words, like, maybe not this again. Um, yeah. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Okay. The next thing I want to talk to you about, and this is big, but you're allowed to say mm-hmm. you haven't seen it. Have you seen this Demon Slayer trailer? The Upper Moon trailer? Uh, I'm not... Is this like a super recent one? Because there was one that kind of slipped into the algorithm for me, and I... Before I realized what I was watching, I had seen like thirty seconds of it. But well, it's like this is like two weeks ago. Okay, this is within the last week, and they okay. they grant they literally reveal all the upper moons and their voice actors, and they do an intro for them. Uh, oh, okay. yeah, like for this coming season. Yeah, or like oh, damn. So, no, so you haven't seen that? No. So is there some good voices or what? Yeah, did you watch it. I did. I didn't. It yeah. was on autoplay. But yeah. so here's the thing. Here's the problem. And I don't know how to word this to you. Um, I told you off mic a number of times that like mm. I think I've seen a Demon Slayer spoiler yes. like a billion yeah. times. Mm-hmm. And 
it's the upper moon trailer. So like, I'm not saying that it's an upper moon demon, but it's involved in that trailer. But like that quote spoiler that I've seen, sure, I think is like confirmed to be a thing. And I'm just so confused. Um, oh. I don't know. I'm going to wait for us. Grant and I are going to watch the, um, and we're going to cover it on March 3rd or 4th or something that week. The Demon Slayer like recap and for hour long uh, premiere of season three is coming out in theaters. So we're going to see that and we're going to, we're going to include it in a podcast episode, like a spoiler free, just what our thoughts are. And maybe, maybe it'll come up then, but I'm like, baffled and also kind of super irked that like really i oh i hope i hope we have like a concrete answer by the end of this premiere we go to yeah and, you it know, just you feels like a really like, big... oh yeah this is what i saw yeah but it also means like maybe whatever the reveal is isn't as big as i thought it was if they're revealing it this early you know what i mean i i don't know dude i am like kind of upside down conscious to it they're like they're conscious to it being out I guess, like, you know, when with an adaptation, like, it's easy for anything to get out, but... Uh... No, they are. It's, um... Yeah, I can't really... I, I really can't say much more without revealing too yeah. much about it, and I don't want to do that to you. But, um... Well, we, will, we will see. If you're a manga reader of Demon Slayer, go watch the Upper Moon trailer review, and, like... Is it very... Is it very spoiler-tastic? I don't know. It seems that way to me, but... Yeah, don't feel we'll don't feel like you need to like if you're comfortable watching that report back. But yeah. Like, yeah, I said if you're a manga reader, if you're a yeah. manga. Yeah. Reader. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, <sighs> I don't know. Okay, over to you, sir. So uh, apparently, the, there's a new Harry Potter. The, the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child film is reportedly in development with the return of the trio. Dave, is this the play or the yeah. that she wrote or that yeah. was written? She wrote. And, she co-wrote uh, a play. J.K. And Rowling it was just turned sorry. into a book. Yeah, it was like maybe one of the worst money grabs I've ever seen. Like, really? I I was so furious about it, dude. Like, um, I never touched it. Like I said, I I was it's not like that wasn't a Harry Potter anymore. Like yeah. at the time, it was just like I was on to other things, and I was like, ah, I don't really feel like going back and reading this thing. That like I I knew people didn't like it that much, but was it really like that heinous? Well, yeah. I mean, I know J.K. Rowling's like a fucking lightning rod these days like with Hogwarts yeah, Legacy out and all that. I am shocked to hear that the trio would return if I'm being completely honest. This so, seems surprising to me. So I don't, it's this is all reportedly right but like I've yeah. seen it enough now that you never know like there's some smoke here. Um, yeah. But where, where can I really start? Here's what I'll say and I'm not going to get into fucking J.K. Rowling and all of her politics um, yeah. but what I will say is like I grew up with Harry Potter. I'm one of a billion people with like a silly Harry Potter tattoo. It has like a very you know, a wholesome place in my childhood. Um, and I was like coming into, I was like a teenager when it finished yeah. and, yeah. you know, probably like a young man by the time the movies were all out. And then, so like five years later or whatever it was, she puts out this play and that's great, but she sold the play as a book. And this is what c- kind of irks me is that by all reports, it's a fantastic play and she, hmm. co- and she co-wrote it. And I've heard that it's, I've only seen a couple plays in my time, but like apparently it truly is amazing. Like the, just what they do with the stage, the choreography, the performances, like it's all beautifully done. But I think like the problem was she made this book canon that she co-wrote and then she wrapped up the screenplay and she put it in a book and sold it in chapters around the world, around the world. Like when I went, 
there was a line out the door as though it was another Harry Potter book because it was canon. You know what I mean? Like, she said, oh, no, no, it's canon. And Grant, like, this, like... And Did I, you finish it? Oh, yeah, I read it, you know, that night with <laughs> okay. every, every other fucking ridiculous Harry Potter fiend out there. And I think unanimously we're like, this is, like, bad fan fiction. It's like... Really? Oh, it's genuinely bad. But, like... Well, like, all her... The movie... Because you told me... Because it's so funny. Like, a, a previous saga on the Part Time We Talk podcast was, like, you regaling me with the uh, the Fantastic Beast movies. And she was all behind that, wasn't she? The writing? Yeah. It's funny. Like, she... Her batting average... I, like, on the Potter stuff has just been rough. I, I don't... Sure. I know she yeah. has, like, a pseudonym she uses and she writes some other novels. I, I can't attest to really anything else she's done other than Harry Potter stuff. Um... <laughs> But I always would say, like, it's funny that the things the movies were missing were all the beautiful details in the book, which is how adaptations tend to work, right? See sure. the Last of Us conversation from 30 minutes ago. Um, but then she started screenwriting these movies, and it's like, you know what these movies are missing? Like, a lot of the details and time that you would take in a book. It's like she's kind of mm. half in, half out. Sure. Um, she co-wrote the play with a guy that apparently is quite good at this. And again, apparently by all accounts, the play is quite good. But I think mm. the thing was that she decided to package it and sell it and sell it as canon. Sure. And I remember it pretty vividly. And I was like, yo, this is terrible. Like, don't like, this is really bad. I really hope this never makes it to screen because <laughs> like, it kind of. So how, okay. So what, uh... what's the, where is it lost between the play to the book like because it would not literally be like the script to the play what do you mean i understand your question well like like how like how can it be so bad if it's literally just the script from the play which is again apparently good oh i mean i i understand your question yeah maybe i wasn't clear about that okay so the play for example like i saw my first broadway play um in new york this year just this year that passed and it was um oh god Someone's going to kill me. I already forget the Wicked. name. It was Wicked. Wicked. Thank you, Grant. Yeah. <laughs> um, the plot of Wicked is pretty straightforward. I yeah. don't think anyone's writing home about it. It What's made that an unbelievable experience was were the performances and the, mm. the choreography. It's everything else, right? It's like the sure. window okay. dressing. Yeah, yeah. And, and in the format of a play, you can kind of get away with that because like, it's about the singing and the song and the dance and the theatrics, literally, right? Like, I wasn't, when I went home that night after seeing Wicked, I was thinking of the music and how gorgeous everything was. It had nothing sure. to do with, like, I can't believe this is what this what character was, went through. It's like, no. Was I'm this Harry Potter thing a musical or was it just a play? There's some songs, too, I think. Um, I don't know. Maybe and the story some... evolves the original three, like, Hermione, Ron. It's a ten years later epilogue thing. Yeah, they're all oh, there. Shit. It heavily features wow. one of Harry's kids. Hmm. Um, he's sort of like the, he's the cursed child, right? Hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I, I think people enjoy the play for what it is, but I think that the story, if you just did that in a movie or if you just did that in a book, which is what she did and it like doesn't have any help from anything else, I think that's, I think that's very tough. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I'll send you, if you're super curious, I'll send you like a plot synopsis. Dude, it's like fan fiction. I, I, I mean, maybe I'm just bitter, <laughs> but I remember yeah. being like, yo, this is bad. Yeah, it's well, like, I asked Leanna, because I, I, I didn't realize, like, you know, until we were talking, there was some other news about it came up, and I asked Leanna about it, she's like, no, nah, I never, it was bad. I, she didn't even, she didn't finish the first chapter, apparently. Yeah, it's super bad. Yeah, she's like, good, but, uh, anyway, so in, in more really sad news, Mindhunter is confirmed to be done. Uh, two Hit seasons, series. all we get. 
fucking yeah what a shame it is a shame. shame. It's Netflix is uh, having a rough Fucking go. Up left and right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Account sharing, approving all these shows that allegedly no one wants, but they say people want. It's weird, man. Uh, what a world we live in. Uh, the Batman will return in the HBO Max Penguin series. Fucking a. Right. Maybe they keep going. Pats. Maybe they keep going with this stuff. I don't know. I, I want to see Batman two and Joker two and see what happens. Yeah, well, well, we will be back with our thoughts. This, Dave, this is probably one of my favorite things from this week, legitimately. Um, I Am Legend 2 will star Michael B. Jordan and Will Smith and will be set decades after the alternate ending. Dave, I have never heard of a, like, of, like, the alternate ending as, like, you know, the whatever. And it was the original ending, to be fair. But years later, being like, yeah, that other scene, we're going with that. Right. <laughs> no, I love that. I don't know. Something about that is just really, really cool. Yeah, I. But, uh, that's a first for me as well. I've literally never heard of that. And I can't even remember what the alternate ending is. Uh, it doesn't die. So I, I mean, like, I guess that's obvious. Uh, yeah, he just chooses not to kill himself. So how do they get away? The glory. I don't know. You know. I can't remember. It's been years. But like, hmm. I, I remember he lives at the end. There's like kind of like a semi, uh, like, sun, you know, sunny scene of him like walking into the distance or whatever. But, huh. but yeah. No, it's I don't kind know. of Last uh, of Us, right? Like the girl's blood is the cure to the zombies? uh oh yeah yeah it is actually that's funny but the, but they were the, weird yeah. zombies they couldn't go out in the sunlight yeah they they were technically vampires but they had like zombie like movements and like they weren't sentient they were like you know what i mean there was, was like a mix uh there, there was like a bit of both but like they were sort of conscious too like yeah, it was like a true. hive mind in a similar regard to last of us in that way but uh right but yeah no i'm i'm excited for that michael b jordan i i haven't seen too much like his adult career that like i really enjoyed so i think this will be a cool one to see like he need like he hasn't really done sci-fi has he i don't know but he seems like like that fantastic four movie but yeah he seems like he needs like a like a really another breakout movie like he's like a mainstay he's big he's got the creed movies but i'd like to see him like do something like Mm. new and different maybe that's what this is yeah so that'll be that'll be fun did you catch a revenger this week yeah, the most fucked up episode of anime this week. Yeah. Opium <laughs> Opium addicted sex trafficked male prostitute ring was not on my bingo card for this that show. That was that was a heavy watch for the wife there. I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, there's so many memes of like anime when I'm watching it alone and it's like, you know, yeah. like I don't know, Thorfinn like planting trees and then it's like anime when someone walks in and it's like his ear getting cut off. It's like Yeah. This is the episode that someone stumbles upon that you don't intend for them to be like their first exposure to anime. So it goes back to our conversation last week where the swings they are taking with this show are kind of getting pretty reckless. And mm-hmm. I, I love it. You know, like it's like the plot. But no, at no point does the plot like lo- lose itself, but they are really just like dialing in about how depraved this kind of village is right now. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure that, like, his, there's some historical accuracy to, like, some of what's going on. But, I don't know, man. Like, the writing works. The action works. Like, you know, the... Just... Fuck, man. I don't know. This this episode was a trip, to say the least. Like... I I was so confused by it. Like, in a good way. Yeah. I was like, what? We're doing what? Um, it, one of the best of the week. Uh, oh, yeah. For sure. It, it, it reminded me so much. Like, I think it was just two episodes ago. The one with... The uh, the circus came to town, and the kite girl, you know, was her going past. back like her yeah. past and all that. It was just like 
it you know this is more in line with the main narrative like the opium yeah. trade and all that but it had like the tone and feel of that like two episodes ago i it agree it was just wild. It was, but it was that episode crazy. two episodes ago was like alone on an island. This appears yes. to be a dedicated arc, right? Like opium and there being an opium issue has been like a through mm. line. And now we're like getting closer to the center of it. And mm. it feels like the closer we get, the darker things get. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. I, I'm very, very down with uh, with this arc of Revenger. Every every episode like each week i just i i like it more and more and more like it just it continues to deliver on what is presented so far and it's not like inching back or going too far forward it's just like staying in its lane and it's kind of just executing like again the the music is fantastic the voice acting is you know tremendous um yeah i don't know just this is this is like again this is a hard sell for some people because this episode is pretty pretty graphic i think Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways but uh like not like 90s anime or 80s you know like it was, it's pretty tame considering but uh i don't know it was, it was really good yeah 90s anime hits different um yeah boy okay what did you think about uh trigon you're fucking in aren't you yes <laughs> yeah, yeah i have a yeah, i do have I a hot take too. i always have to start negative on trigon i, I yeah, am in. Do it. Yeah. yeah yeah i do think um using a different animation style for flashbacks is probably doing more harm than good because that's just what you want. You want. You just want more of that. Yeah, that and it's jarring. It's like, I get it, it's a flashback. Like, why is it a 2D cartoon when you're like a 3D video game? You know what I mean? Like, it's just very weird. It's super jarring to me every time they so, do it. So, Half Glass Full here, I think it was just keeping in tone. Because, like, you know, like, these are... These episodes are like a pair. Like, truly a pair. Oh, yeah. And I think it's just continuing with, you know, his memories of their youth, right? fine so i think you know like if it, if it if they did this like three episodes from now and they had wolfwood like oh i remember this time you know me and freaking you know whomever did this and it cuts back to a similar style i'd be like okay dude like we don't want to see like yeah. how your brain looks you know <laughs> but like i don't know it i i do see what you're saying though but um but otherwise very good episode the reveal at the end was kind of and that's the thing too there's just, there's like there's just been this mystery box about the show and it's like no one's really you can't like talk about it because there's nothing really to grasp onto to talk yeah. about. Now we but can. there's something, and it's like aha, like that's it. There it is, you know. So I'm, I'm, I think this coming this coming episode is going to be uh, you know phenomenal. So um, I, I think, but uh, at least narrative wise, I think it's going to be like a really cool lore dump. So yeah, I really like the um, I like the darkness that Wolfwood and his past has brought yeah. to the show. I think the show mm-hmm. needed it. Sure, it's definitely. Like, I I'm thinking like okay, Revengers on episode seven, Vinland yeah. got sagas on episode seven, and so is uh, so is Trigun. and oh, I know a lot more about Vinland and Revengers characters and their motivations than mm-hmm. I do about the characters and their motivations in Trigun. Like, what does Wolfwood want again? Why is he so concerned with Vash? Like, so it, apparently, his intent seemed nefarious originally. And all of a sudden they don't seem. And now they don't. They seem to like yeah. genuinely care about each other. And we have a bit of Wolfwood's background now, which helps a lot. But yeah, that whole thing about him in the prison, or like, or when they were oh, like testing, was like awesome. That was awesome. So, Here's another that was last episode, though. Yeah. Another example is like the girl who like is like following the old guy mentor. Like mm-hmm. every time they have a scene, I'm like, why are you guys in this show? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? They just feel kind of disposable. Um, well. 
so yeah. my problem, my genuine problem with the show is the everything all seems to be just a little too convenient. Mm. You know, like there's no real tactile connections other than the fact that like we started in episode one and they were all there together. Like it feels like that's literally all tolling together is that. They, they happen to be in the same place. They happen in the same place, and they're kind of like bumbling along together. And there is like, you know, I think, I think the real underdog of this show, and I think is doing a lot of work. And I don't think is we again. We haven't really been talking too much about it because we kind of, you know, it took you a while to get back in and so forth. But uh, is it Maria? What's the girl's name? Oh, I don't know. She is like, I think she actually does a very good job at like. You know, she is the one who wants to chase the story, and it's actually not about the story. She, like, she wants to be a part of something, and yeah. she sees something, and I don't think they do a good enough job, which I'm surprised with, because, I don't know, it's just, it, it, there's just, I think, whether we're gonna get an episode with her more, like, whether it's a backstory thing, or, like, she just comes out and fucking says something, I think her, like, dragging the old man along, I do buy that, but I wish there was more of it, but... What about Vash that she's so interested in, other than, like, you know, that he has, like, legendary status and, like, she clearly sees all these amazing things that he's done. I just, I feel like, I feel like no one has really talked, you know? It's, it's, it is weird, like, it's... That's a great observation. They know, haven't talked. Know. Why are you following me? Why are we a team? <clears throat> yeah. What's our common goal? Like, what, where are we going? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, none of that has no, really, really been where, where are Where are we going? Other than, like, this big, you know, narrative bomb you know that he is like one of the plants or which means so we don't even know that yeah we really don't even know that so are all the plants living creatures yes i think that's my guess did so we, my, but we didn't know that before did we no so my theory has been so this whole thing with like million knives like his brother mm-hmm. villain and he the way the scenes that we talked and he talked about the flowers he made it sound like i'm not stealing these like i am taking them back that was like mm-hmm. my whole vibe from it and my theory is, like, you know, because obviously Vash and Million Knives have been around way longer than everyone yeah, thinks they they're have. they're both old, for sure. I think all these plants are from the ship that crashed on the planet. And I'm almost wondering if, like, society was built around what Ooh. the debris of this ship, right? And I feel like Million Knives probably believes that he's like, no, these are my people. I have the right to take these people back. And Vash is... You know, he probably hates Vash because Vash is okay with them being out creating life and what whatnot. Maybe so, that makes some know. sense because of the the pilot. They were like on a ship, and maybe they yeah. were like the woman that died to save them. They didn't call her mom. No, like maybe that was just an authority figure that was responsible for them, and maybe they were like experimented on or something. Mm-hmm. Well, experimentation is like the secret sauce of this show. Yeah, so that, that yeah, that's true. Me. Duh. Yeah. But so, yeah, I don't they're... know. This this episode, like last episode, was you know amazing. This was you know uh, the the set piece in this blew me away. Like the whole thing with the ion cannon. Yeah, and I cool. was watching it. And I was like, shows don't do fucking set pieces like this. Like, no, this that's is, true. Say what you wanted with the show and the animation. Put all that bullshit aside. Like that was a Hollywood level set piece that no show, most studio would not be able to touch. In my genuine opinion. So. Kudos to Studio Orange. That's fair. I think, like, if other studios did it, they would just CG it or 3D it, which is what Studio yeah. Orange is doing. So it's like, yeah. But, like, yeah, that was impressive. But they they have the advantage of being the studio that's on the forefront of this technology. That's true. Right? So, I don't know. Um, I, this was a real, not like a thought provoker, but like... But the end got me. 
Like I yeah, want and then, more. Well, and that, you know, I saw we, we you know we we posted something through the uh, the Instagram account, but that ending still at the end of the episode. Which yeah, is like that's boom. on our Instagram. Go check it out. Follow yeah. us at Part Time Otaku Podcast. Like that picture. But yeah, that also, was gorgeous. The OP is a fucking certified banger. Like the OP is good. I will give it's you that. So good. Like visually, the song, the whole the whole package. It's very. But you get a win. Like you badgered me into watching this show, and like okay, of yeah. my own volition, I'm watching it. You know what I mean? Like I don't miss very often. Well, so. <laughs> let's not get carried away. Um, okay, can we talk about sunshine? Dave, it's been a minute, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll gladly talk about that. I just had a really weird experience, and I just wanted to share it with you, because I knew you'd appreciate it, and if anyone else would, it's whoever's listening to this podcast. So, you know, I like sci-fi movies. I'm not, like, a huge sci-fi movie person, but I did grow up on a lot of them. And Sunshine, uh, is it Danny Boyle and Alex Garland? Uh, Alex Garland wrote it, I believe, and yeah. Danny Boyle directed it. And yep. they, they're a pairing. They've done a few movies together. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a 2007 movie. And I got to say, I flicked it on. It was on Disney Plus, of all things. And I was like, oh, like someone was talking about it. And they were like, oh, yeah. Like, for 2007, its effects were pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. So I watched it. And I was like, holy shit. Like, in my notes here, I've got, how on earth have I not seen this movie yet? Mm. Like, you know, generally speaking, when like a high level space movie comes out that people are like talking about i i endeavor to see it right sure um whether it's something as like popcorny as a star trek movie or dune or arrival like there's so much fun stuff you can do in this space right lanes yeah so you know i was like okay it's another kind of like safe humanity movie they got to restart the sun right i was like okay like I've seen, like, The Core, where they got to, like, do the same thing, and they, like, restart the core of the Earth. Or Armageddon. Yeah. I was yeah. like, okay, whatever. Kind of generic, but, like, it looks so great. Mm. I'll watch it. Incredibly well written. Oh, my God. Yes. So, the beginning is pretty solid, and I'm halfway through, and I'm digging it, and I'm digging it, and I was like, ooh, there's getting, like, there's, like, thriller vibes coming in to this movie. And, Grant, the left turn this fucking movie takes... And turning its third act into, like, a straight-up horror film is (laughs) so confounding to me. And I, like, I was mad about it, but I was like, I need to watch it to see it through. But I I was just baffled. I was like, I've never just been... This is why I give you a lot of credit and a lot of people a lot of credit for just, like, oh, you see something, just watch it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I watch the trailer, I, I look around to see if people say it's worth watching. It's very rare that I just, like, put on a flick. Yeah. And this made me feel like both ends of like both ends of the spectrum. I was like, wow, what a fun adventure. And sure. also at the end I was like, I'm so pissed. <laughs> like I was so mad about the choices made. And so I I googled Sunshine Review. I just wanted to know like what the beat was. I don't I don't think it bombed, but it didn't apparently didn't make its money back. I remember like those headlines. Did or did I not remember hanging out money back. Did not. I remember like that was when I was hanging out on Slash Film. Uh, oh yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the website. And uh, or that, I think that's when I discovered like, oh you can just go online and like read about movies and shit. And I remember the at the time it was like everything was about sunshine. Everyone was freaking out about Alex Garland writing this movie and whatnot and Dave Yeah. Morgan. Well, you know, but, six, uh, seven years later, he does do six Machina. Yeah. And like annihilation, like he's been up, to, he's been busy, right? This guy has been evolving. Well, I wish I wanted to see his most recent one, Men. That apparently was quite a trip. Too. Yeah. So I, I find a review, and I want to read you a quote from it. 
Okay, here we go. And uh, I'm only reading you a quote from it. Like, I wouldn't just be like, oh, listen to what the smart guy had to say. It's because of who said it. That's what oh. matters. Is it Raj? No. Um, okay. <laughs> to me, here it is, quote. To me, the third act of Sunshine goes far beyond disappointment. The feeling I experienced was one of betrayal. Betrayal to me, the audience, and betrayal to the filmmaker's own ideals. Garland's third act ideals go against every single aspect of the film's aesthetic that preceded it. In fact, the most ham-handed studio interference could not have damaged the artistic integrity of the film any more than Garland did with his own writing and that Danny Boyle allowed. Oh my god, did Quentin Tarantino write that? Yeah, he did! (laughs) Yeah, good for you. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Wow. As if. Isn't that nuts? God, he's such a grunt. He is a grunt. God, I love that. I do love it though, right? I was like, (laughs) fucking get him, Quentin. (laughs) That is such a Quentin. It's so fucked up that we as society can like gauge. Like, oh yes, that man said that. Because he's so eloquent in his like... And his Fuck shitting you, right? on it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine being Alex Garland and, like, getting, like, your moment? And, like, it doesn't go really great. And then, like, one of the best filmmakers, writer, directors of all time just takes the opportunity to fucking shit all over your movie. Oh, my God. Oh my God what a kick in the dick. Fuck, that's so funny. I gotta, go, funny. I gotta go read that whole review. That's just he, a quote. It, he has a... He has, um... It's a... He, he absolutely took the time to write the film review, and then he recorded it in audio. And you, so in his voice, you can hear him say that. If you do Sunshine Review, Tarantino, it's like one of the first things that pops up. Well, I know what I'm going to bed with tonight. And it's only like 10 minutes, so, um, but yeah, so, so interesting. Uh, but yeah, I just, you know, I haven't watched like a random movie in a while. Um, mm. So yeah, I thought I would watch that. And then it sent me on this whole rabbit hole of like, what happened here? That's the thing I miss most. And you're like, you know, like a little detour here, but I think, the thing I hate most about the digital age and, like, you know, the streaming age we're in is I would religiously, like, oh, fuck, here we go. Like, what's on the Action Channel? You know, on, yeah. like, on this Saturday, or, you know, the Comedy or Scream Network. You know, like, I don't know if those were in the States. You know, it was just, like, Canadian networks or, or broadcasts. But anyways, like, I would just, like, you know, like, ah, oh, right on. There's a movie I've never heard on at 2 o'clock. Let's just give it a go. And, you know, it was, like, Rambo First Blood. You know, yeah. and, like, you know, like, in... Or, you know, like, uh, I remember the first time I saw, um, like, Days and Confused was just, like, on TV. I'm like, I guess I'll just watch this today, you know? That sense of discovery really goes away with channel surfing. It's funny, though, right? Like, we get paralysis. Like, you get Netflix cues or whatever else Mm -hmm. it is. And, like, everything is just a poster. You know, it's on demand. So it's not like, oh, I better watch it now. Like, there's no sense of urgency. Mm. And you, I do, yeah. I do like in Blockbuster too. Like walking in physically, like this is the new release. What is missing? You know, like you know what has been completely rented out. Oh, I guess I should check that out. Like it's yeah. clearly a big deal. But I don't know. It's, you know, it's. Uh, I don't know. Viewing right. habits have changed radically. They have. They have. But I'm, I'm glad you just jumped in and watched the yeah. movie. Well, that's why. I, other than that, I watch all of my content just on TikTok. <laughs> Dave, are we on TikTok yet? No, we are not. No. <laughs> uh, we might be. Look us up on TikTok, and uh, let me know if we're there. Um, all right. What what next, Grant? Uh, you got anything else you wanna you wanna cover? You wanna jump to the Q and A? What do you think? I got one one quick thing, and only because I think it's a show that you would enjoy. And I got no not pressure for you to watch it, but there was a, a stinger leading into the Last of Us or this week's episode of the Last of Us for the second season of HBO's Perry Mason. Um, it was a show, like I really wanted to watch it at the time. 
but just somehow like completely like flew by me, didn't get around to it. And then this trailer, you know, it was it was like one of those things they do like every week with Succession where they basically spoil the whole season. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, turn the TV down, turn the TV, you know, like I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to see what happens. But I watched like the first thirty seconds of this trailer before I turned the volume down. I was like, well, I should probably watch season one. Because uh, this looks great. And uh, I watched the first episode. So it's like an L.A. you know noir crime story set in the 1930s um, in L.A. Or okay. Los, An- Los Angeles. Period piece. And period piece. Check, check. Uh, I, I actually, I still have like 10 minutes left in the, in the first episode. But the beautiful, like what they do to like, you know, the sets and like trying to make it look like, you know, that era of like dark, grimy, not nice neighborhoods of Los Angeles um just and like john lithgow's in it and like that's like a win for me like i'll I was watch gonna anything. say is there anyone i would uh yeah rec- so, recognize so john lithgow's in it like probably like a supporting role um the, the main character i'm blanking on his name um he's married to carrie russell um that showed the americans oh yeah yeah I can Matt, picture or, him. And he was in the tom the tom hanks uh mr rogers movie he so he plays you know perry mason and uh just really really cool like it gave me true like again not say like it's one and one but like it gave me very true detective season one vibes of like this world is grimy and dirt and like he knows how to navigate it because he's clearly like fucked up inside too um just very very cool stuff and a lot of surprises just really like stuff that only can happen on hbo and like not come off as goofy you know it's i don't know it's very very cool stuff um so i'm excited for season two i haven't even heard of this yeah, that, that was the thing too. I remember like when I heard like when it, the se- first season was announced and the trailer came out, like it looked excited. Like you can clearly tell like there's, this first season is like cult related, so kind of like some mm. you know, potential like black or witchcraft stuff, maybe or like you know people believing and such. But I remember when a couple of years ago when the trailer came out and I was like, what is this? Is this like a new like a new story or whatever? It's based off a TV sh- like a uh, um, a legal. Pres- proceeding proceeding show from the 50s on like cbs you know like it's such a random piece of ip for them to like adapt into like a you know like a gritty noir story but uh, it's that first episode is pretty gripping huh. so yeah interesting uh, i'm sure i'll be watching that over the next couple of weeks have you, for, have, you uh, uh, have you watched white lotus yet no me no. neither yeah i should though maybe <laughs> maybe i'll do like pilot pilot you know pilot of perry mason mm. pilot of I assume it's like an hour, 40 yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was an hour. The pilot was an hour. Okay, well, maybe I'll take yeah. a look. Um, I did, that is a strong, that does sound like it's up my alley, though. Yeah, so. it's cool, man. I, I just love, like, cops, like, old, I like, no, not cops, though. I like detective stuff. No, same. Yeah. Yeah. Detective stuff and, like, dude, I just can't stop watching, like, Bend Brothers highlights on YouTube. <laughs> I still have never seen that. Are you kidding? Yeah, it's another, like, one of the big misses in my, like, you know. Yeah. It's on, all, it's on my, my forever watch list. Yeah, we all have those. It's, yeah. Grant, as far as, like, war stuff goes, and, like, I know mm. that's a whole genre. Sure. It is probably one of the best things ever made. And it, it, it really stands the test of time. Like, if you ask me, like, what's better, like, uh, Saving Private Ryan, for example, like, what's a better classic, I would 100% choose Banner Brothers every time. Really, eh? Yeah, it's, uh, it's also done, and... Spielberg Whoa. or what's who no who did uh, Seven Private Ryan? Uh, was it Spielberg? I think Spielberg was involved. Anyway, but a lot of the showrunners are in it. Um, a lot of the I'm, I should say I think Spielberg showruns it. Like the names involved are just absurd, dude. Hmm. 
Like yeah, it was like one of those shows like every, that first that one season everyone was in it. Like Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy, and Michael David Fassbender, um, Michael Fassbender was in it. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon, <laughs> like oh, I um, did know that actually. David yeah. Schwimmer, uh, yeah. like it's per- like it's perfect. Hmm. And and you would under you'll understand why it's perfect once you watch more than one episode. It's like because it's my so brother, true to life. My brother loves that show. Oh, he's always he's always telling me to watch it, and I, I really it's should. Amazing, it really. Is. Did you have you watched that uh, Quiet on the Western Front? The, no, I. Because it cleaned up this weekend at. Uh, did it? I think the uh, is it the was it the Baftas this weekend? Yeah, something. It, it won Best Picture and like six other major oh, awards. Oh wow! I, yeah. I I just heard. Um, it was almost intolerably dark from yeah. some reviewer. And Wait, I was visually? Like, or, or sorry, like... No, yeah, no. Uh, color uh, spectrum? Emotionally. Like, oh, emotionally. Oh, there's heavy. so much blood yeah. and guts. There's so <laughs> much death. He said that was a heavy watch. Yeah. <laughs> but, I always think of the Lord of the Rings quote. So much death. What can man do against such <laughs> reckless hate? I lost his voice. I used to be able to do it. I don't know what happened there. We're not, okay. we're not at peak performance right now. It's, okay. we, it's yeah, at the end not. of the show. It's the end of the show. Speaking of which, let's 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 wrap up on the insta- Instagram sensation that is sweeping the nation, the Q and A. We've we've got a strong one this week. This is a very good one. Shout out Abenak, always crushing. Abenak fifty foot. Great question. Um, she says, "Miss Valentine's Day last week." But here's a question: Which anime ship is your favorite least or favorite or least favorite? Uh, as in like an anime romance. If not romance. What about your favorite or least favorite duo? Mm. Um, I think the I had to obvious... dig deep on this stuff. Really? Kinda, because you know, like before you answer, I'll just preface like, and you probably know this too if you've been listening. Like, I'm a little, well, not a little. I'm pretty picky with like romance stuff in anime, and that's only because I feel it's like generally underserved, and sure. like like it's not done well very often. Mm. It's it's. There's a creepiness, simpiness, um, not, like, productive representation of, like, sexuality and romance in anime that I just genuinely dislike. Sure. Um, that said, there are some good relationships that mm. I think are romantic in anime, and we'll talk about them now. But you start, Grant. I think, well, hopefully I'm not taking yours, but, like, the one... Like the legit like rooting for them from like the get go mm-hmm. is Ed and Winry. Yeah, I thought about that one. That's a great yeah. one. Like, yeah, and that Show one I why. think like in a, in a non romance, I think that's like the, the biggest one. Oh, also I get Hawkeye and uh, Mustang. Mustang. There's a couple good ones in that one actually. Yeah, but like that I think is a good example of it serves the film like or not the film mm-hmm. it serves the story right like it doesn't sure. get in the way it's not creepy. Mm. Um. You know what I mean? Like, it's not fan servicey, which, like, a lot of this stuff often goes hand-in-hand with. Yeah. The one I've got is, unfortunately, a b- small spoiler for you, Grant, in Castlevania. You can mm. block your ears if you want. Um, but uh, Sypha and Trevor Belmont, like, it's similar to what Grant mentioned in Full Metal Alchemist. Mm. Like, it just has the appropriate amount of burn. They spend the right amount of time on it. They don't over-rotate. Hmm. Um... And if you want to go, like, straight romance, like, what has straight up worked for me, uh, the movie Your Name is, like, the obvious one. Yeah, but, yeah, that's, like... <laughs> but that's not really a ship. That's, like, a... That's, like, a genuine, like, love... And that's a hard thing, too. Like, you know, romance, like, at the end of the day, like, the whole point is, like, the characters to be... Like, like 
you know, again, that's that's an amazing one. But I think my favorite, du- I think a good fun one that is a duo and a ship would be, you know, the obvious, like, you know, Kaguya and Shiragane from, you know, Love is War. That's what I was thinking. Like, good God, man. Like, so, <laughs> what if I, I actually want to rewatch that show. I, I'm I kidding, I haven't it. seen it. Um, but, uh, no, it's it's great. Like, they're back and forth. Like, they're clearly, like, eventually one day going to get together and, you know, the, the fighting. But, like, even, like, outside the romance stuff, like, they're such, like, an awesome, like, comedy duo mm. bouncing off each other. It's very, very good stuff. Um, I did have one as a duo sleeper hit. Here it is. Uh, Shinichi and The Parasite from Parasite oh, The Maxim. Oh, yes. That's a duo. Yeah. That's another one I really got to get to. You do. I think that's about it, man. Yeah. I think we've got like a regularly scheduled episode next week. Do we? I'm always yep. losing track. Yeah, yeah we do. Next week, next week will be regular. Um, but after that, we're going to have, you know, a spoiler-free review of um, the Demon Slayer sort of special that's hitting certain cities. And then uh, the Attack on Titan one-hour special. And uh, both coming in early March. We have... I'm Dave. I'm. I saw a tweet today of like ten days out till AOT, I know. and I like. I just like. I was so giddy. I was like, like it's. I can't. I actually cannot believe it's been a year ish from then to now. You know. I don't know. It's. Um, Do you think we should like break up our friendship when it's finally over? Because so much of Attack on Titan has been central to this relationship. Yeah, let's get the paperwork drawn up and just, like, make it a legal. How about this? If we <laughs> both hate the ending of Attack on Titan, we end the podcast without any notice. <laughs> uh, you wanted stakes. Yeah. There are stakes. Dale, I'm actually nervous, because <laughs> who knows how that's going to end. I'm just not ready to be hurt. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> I'm, not I'm actually, I'm actually so... You know, I think the time, again, you know, we'll end it in a second there, folks, but... Uh, like we know we have an idea of what we're getting into with Demon Slayer right like it's again it's not AOT is the beginning of the ending mm-hmm. and Demon Slayer like we still you know we have some quite a bit of story left but like mm-hmm. it's just it's so crazy how you can feel so different about two things you know like I, I, I know where I stand with Demon Slayer regardless of where it goes but it just feels like there's so much stakes, like so much pressure with AOT. It's it's like nothing I've ever watched. I think Breaking Bad is like the last thing. I'm just like, how are they? What are they gonna do here? You know, like how like this could you are know, they gonna amazing like pull the rabbit they, out of the hat at the end here? Like, yeah, and yeah. it would it would yeah. We we've talked about this a million times. I could just keep going, but yeah, yeah, I. The pressure's on. I really, really, really want them to stick the landing. Um, I'm so excited, though, that we're going to watch it together. Yeah. And it's an hour-long special, you know? Like, I'm incredibly annoyed that we don't get to see the end right away, but it is what it is, and it's still, like, one of our favorite shows of all time. So we're going to watch it, dissect the hell out of it, and then we're going to have a podcast about it. God, And uh, we are looking forward to all of you joining us on that. So I think on that note, we can say thank you for joining us this week. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, all right? I'm watching you. I think our subscribers actually went down. (laughs) They're protesting. No, I'm kidding. The number's ticking up, but not, you know, still like 90% of you are are not subscribed. So if you're listening on Spotify, which like chances are you are, just hit the follow button, okay? It would make, it wouldn't matter to me. Um... Okay, on that note, Grant, you may say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.